We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, you know, now that the Warriors are in crisis, let's get the sirens. Hopefully, Tim, Tim, we need some sound effects on this. Get the sirens going. Warriors in crisis. Uh, if this was on YouTube, we'd have all sorts of chirons, you know, just full CNN <laughs> going on. But um, no, no, we're, we're back. The Warriors uh, press conference today, and, and we got a special guest, Andy, a special guest who is there um, to help us kind of make sense of it and just talk through it. Jason. Jason Dumas, how are you doing, my man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Love when I get to hop on with you guys. It's always a fun show to listen to. It's also a fun show to be a part of. Appreciate um, it. You be a rising superstar in the biz. I uh, texted Marcus and Slater last night and was just like, yo, this dude's got better sources than you. What are, what are, we, what are, what are we doing here? Hey, come on. So, uh, no, I'm going to sleep at the wheel. <laughs> Those are my guys. That's the cool thing about uh, the Bay Area, you know, some of the especially top 10 markets, like it's so competitive and people right. are just so like ready to railroad you. I've never really gotten that with anyone on the Warriors beat is actually pretty, pretty calm. And everybody's pretty friendly and cordial at the least. Well, those two guys are like the nicest dudes in the biz yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Dudes. For sure. All right, let's, let's get to the, uh, let's get to the good stuff. Cause you had had a bunch of quotes last night about Draymond and, um, and uh, Jordan Poole. I guess we'll start here. I mean, what are your thoughts? Let's start there. Um, so I'm like kind of on the line, like, there's part of me that thinks, look, boys will be boys. People fight, especially competitors. Uh, but then also, like when you when you when you're an adult, like you should be like, OK, like that's literally the last the only time I'm fighting is when I'm defending myself. And uh, so you should never strike a coworker, a teammate, an employee. So and I think that's really how most of the players and some of the people in that organization are looking at it. They understand it happens but they still know it's not appropriate. And I think because it's Draymond and it's kind of happened before, I think that's more when they get kind of tired of it. And we run into those issues. Like if it was like Moses Moody who punched Jordan Poole, like everybody would probably be surprised, of course, and he'd get in trouble. But I don't even know if it wouldn't got it, if it would have gotten out. But with Draymond is just like, he's so polarizing and, He's literally, he might really be the reason why Kevin Durant is not here because of that temper. And, you know, so, so it comes with a lot. 
Yeah. Um, so t- tell me if this is an accurate read. Um, Andy and I watched press conference. You were there. You got to uh, experience it and, and kind of be around those guys. Bob Myers is just an elite salesman. Um, doesn't matter what it is. Just there's no tell. It's always like the same. But I was sensing um, Steve Kerr was pretty annoyed with Draymond. During, like, like uh, you know, as you said, you're you're 32. You're a leader of this team, and like, this is something I would have expected from like the the rookies or like the second year guys type of thing. Yeah. So Bob, he came in and first he looked tired. It looked like he was rehabbing. I think that. <laughs> always, always, <laughs> that always. Like, he always looks like he's coming off of just like a just like two a week hangover. long. Yeah, yeah two week long. Yeah. Like well, he's been in the gym. Weeks. Yeah. He, he's been in the gym every. I've been at practice all week and last week. Uh, as soon as they got back from Tokyo, and he's in there running around with a trainer, so he's he's working on his body, but. He came in and he, he looked a little tired. First of all, no one, you could tell no one really felt like doing this, especially Steph. Yeah. Yeah. Steph actually literally told me, like, it's the last thing I want to be talking about with you right now. And so you could tell there was a lot of fatigue from Steph. He wouldn't say this, obviously. He would never come out and say this. But you could tell behind closed doors, he was probably like, dude, what the fuck? Like, come on. Like, why, why are we doing and, uh, you know, he said him and Draymond have a relationship where they can be honest with each other. So there probably was that conversation. Uh, and from everything I've been told, Draymond was extremely remorseful um, almost immediately. Like he lit a punch fly and then like he probably realized before the punch even landed that he shouldn't have been swinging it, but it was too late. That's how almost immediately he felt that remorse. But there definitely seemed to be a level of fatigue of just like, are we doing this again with Draymond again? Like, we just won a championship. We want to win another one. We probably are the favorites. They, in their minds, they think they're the favorites to win another championship. And most people would agree with them. That's the only thing that should be on their mind. And now, they're what almost a week out from game one and they're talking about this. You could tell that's more what they were annoyed of than like the actual punch uh, or Got it. that they were just like, why are we doing this again? I, I noticed, I noticed that on Steph's face. Like he, yeah, um, he was exhausted. He's, he sounded, uh he, he's pretty good with the politics, like better than most pro athletes in general. But like, yeah, when he got asked, uh, about Draymond's apology, just like quick, it was necessary. Just like very like annoyed with the whole situation. So that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Steph was definitely in an, a fatigue mood. I tried to lighten the mood with him uh, <laughs> and like, it just did not land. Uh, I suppose Bob Meyer said something like along the lines, like, are you ready to lead Steph? And Steph was like, I need yeah. to get paid more. So I was like, yo, Bob said that you told him you need to get paid more. So maybe you could like parlay a, a raise from this. And he just didn't laugh. He was like, yeah, not everything is for commentary. So he's like, never done that. He's <laughs> yeah, actually no. at the time. He's Bro, never done I that. Felt, I felt so uncomfortable. because yeah. I have interviewed Steph five dozen times over right. four and a half years. That was the first time he ever kind of was looking at me, looking at me like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> right. It wasn't. I mean, somebody asked him about Victor and it was just like he gave the most like, you know, kind of whatever response. Right. He. I think at some point, you know, I, I've always said that 
Draymond's extension with the Warriors is uh, is going to be based on Steph's kind of like Steph loves the guy. Steph's like push. Steph. Yeah, Steph. Steph's going to push for Draymond to be on this team. He always will, and and I think he all, he should because that's that's his dude. But I think in these moments, I'm sure Steph is thinking to himself like, man. We were coming into the season. We were, like you said, the favorites, but also they were the most, they were, they had the, they were the happiest team in the NBA. Like they yeah. were the happiest team in the NBA. Bob, literally. Bob Myers, Bob Myers said that. I mean, it was noticeable. We, we right. did the pod after the Japan games. We're talking about like the vibes are immaculate. It just seemed like it felt like, like 2015 or it's like, oh, these dudes are about to just run off a bunch of wins on everyone. Um, and yeah. And then, and then you get Draymond pulling this and it's just like, it's, no, I, I think I, it, I, I rolled my it, eyes. Obviously, that's a bad podcast, but yeah, <laughs> you guys get what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I do think it's interesting now. I mean, to to to, to keep going on the press, but all all three guys, um, Steve and and Steph, I think made it very clear that this was not Jordan Poole's fault. Very, very clear yes. that it was not. I thought that was a little surprising. The people I talked to, if it was Jordan Poole's fault, it would have been the first thing out of the mouth, and it wasn't. This has been made clear to me that Dre crossed the line. And even Steph said, leading up to the actual incident, everything was normal until it wasn't normal. And what Steph was implying was that Dre and Jordan get into these bickering matches all the time. And we've seen it in the public light against right. Denver when right. Jordan Poole refused to, I think it was Jokic on him, take him off the dribble and set right, him right, for right. a jumper. Then the other game, I think it was Jazz when they were on the bench yelling like, and you just look at their personalities. Jordan is young. He is extremely confident in his abilities and doesn't hide the fact that he is. And he, he doesn't take shit either. Like, He's not like one of these young guys, like, like, for instance, like James Harden, bully is not the right word, but James Harden could like talk to Maxie a certain way. And Maxie's probably going to take it. And like, right. oh, that's just, yeah, that's big bro nice. being hard on me. Jordan Poole's going to look at Draymond and be like, yo, who are you talking to like that? And you know, Draymond's personality. So it's kind of like oil and water. So I've never been surprised to hear that they bicker and they go back and forth and you heard Draymond and Clay say it was nice to humble pool, like after that three point contact. <laughs> yeah. My my ear definitely perked up because that's not something that they had to say. Like they both went out of their way to say that. It's almost like a subliminal message. Like they they don't appreciate Pool's attitude at times. So I wasn't surprised that they bicker a lot. And Steph said it was normal until it wasn't. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna throw in a couple people made told me when the in practice they're like dude it's literally just those two talking during scrimmage <laughs> it's just like back and forth they're on opposite teams and it's just non-stop which i mean to be fair like just look at the personalities on on the roster those would yeah. be the two guys i would assume would be the ones who are talking the most in general i can i can envision it myself too <laughs> you just hear the squeaking of the ball and pool and draymond and then you have like dante Moses Moody, Andrew Wiggins, Steph, yeah. just running up and down the court making plays. Whatever, Looney, Wiseman, none of them talk. Yeah, exactly. They're, it's actually. I was. I'm surprised Kaminga. Yeah, I'm surprised Kaminga's got nothing in there. That's true. <laughs> well, not not native English speaker. Cut <laughs> <laughs> some slack. It's hard to. <laughs> it's hard to. Uh, it's hard to talk talk shit in your second language. Um, 
What was I going to say? I, I did think it was uh, interesting. They jumped to, uh, to say the Chris Haynes report was inaccurate. Like both Steph and Steve yeah. Kerr. Kerr was a little like more forceful and angry with his tone. Um, like he was trying to send a message with it. And I, I, thought, that was, I thought that was interesting too. I did too. Um, and that report, I read it and I was just surprised because that part of the report was super subjective in, in the sense where like it could easily be denied. So if you're going to make that assertion, assertion, like it better land because, yeah. and, and it didn't, um, and they made a point of it, Yep. but you know, Chris Haynes, he's, he does really good work and he's very respected around the league. So who's, who's to know, like maybe the Warriors are saving face. Like they, yeah, that was, that was no benefit. Read. There's no benefit from that being out there. My if, read- if I were the, if I were the Warriors, I would uh, shoot it down regardless because you're in contract negotiations with Jordan Poole. What is the benefit of saying, yeah, you know, Jordan Poole was kind of a fucking asshole. And right. uh, it was also his fault. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's the way I read it. Andy, Andy stole my thunder there, but you yeah, know, it's, it, it's, they're negotiating with Poole's agent. Um, you want to play nice with him more so than anyone right now because mm-hmm. it's not a – you're not getting any sort of discount or like any sort of goodwill if you're not doing that right now. No. And, Jordan, just from my observations of the guy, like he's probably telling his agent, put your foot on the next, get every penny. I'm worth <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't think there's going to be any kumbaya hometown discount. Nah. I love the culture. Nah, pay me all my money. I don't care if someone has to get sacrificed for it. This is what I want, what I feel like I deserve. Do you um, Did you sense any sort of difference in Jordan today? Or I guess he wasn't really available to media, huh? No, but I, I saw him, like, even yesterday, before I knew that an incident happened, I would have never known. I was I was out there, like, I was – I was shooting pool and he was going through his post his post practice stuff and he was laughing with Chris DeMarco, smiling. There was no no signs that he had been in a fight. And if you guys noticed, I didn't even tweet out that video until late in the night. Like I had right. it. Just, I wasn't even planning on tweeting out that video. I was just going to leave it for the next time I like talk to Jordan or have a story with him. And I, oh, I have some file footage of Jordan. And then I was like, it hit me. I was like, Oh, I was filming him earlier today. Like, let me go look back at that video. So I didn't even have any idea. And no, there was no change in his demeanor. And what he was doing is it is voluntary too. Like he doesn't have to be out there. He just is usually one of the guys out there. So you would even think like, if you just got in a fight, you got punched in the face, maybe like, I'm going to take today off and just go cool off. He, He business as usual. I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's impressive to not just even have a tell on the face. Like if you've if you've been in a fight or just like a kind of a high stress moment, usually it's readable on your face oh, for, for most sure. people. It's like oh, you you seem a little stressed. Something seems off with you. That type of thing. It was more readable on Steph's face today than anything I noticed from Jordan. I've never I've never seen Steph that um, he, he like just ag- seemed annoyed, agitated, he, yeah. like exacerbated. Like he was yeah. just like over it you could tell and like i have a pretty good rapport with steph like 
I go to his events that are like not through the Warriors and I cover a lot of his community service stuff. And like, we can have conversations like that. Would, we had none of that. He was just, I'm here for my mandatory media session. Let's get this over with. That's the first time I've ever had that tone from yeah. him. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all, but it was telling because he's usually- Cause that's so not the good. typical, yeah. No, no, not at all. I tell people all the time, Steph is one of those athletes who I would understand if he was agitated sometimes and an asshole because he has so many people right. pulling him in so many different directions and he's never like that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So That's ten, have- 10 years of Draymond. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. But just 10 years of Draymond. <laughs> it's at some point, at some point, the guy is going to be more patient I- man than most. Then and and honestly, that's the worrisome part of all of this because I think they will be fine in terms of this year and and how they'll play basketball. I'm sure Draymond and Poole will do a podcast together at some point. But I think it's just long term. I think Steph has just got you can't. Wiggins is going to have to do his contract. Clay's going to like. There's just so much stuff going on, and you just can't. I don't know. I just think it's it's actually a more serious problem than I think. It's just, oh, these guys are going to fight. They're going to be fine this year. I think Steph's um, attitude kind of told you this is a, this is a bigger problem, and and he's kind of sick of it. Is what it is what it feels like to me. I, I'm not. Well, I don't know. Th- if that's I'm dramatic, that was going to be that was going to be my question. So you were there. You, you, you've now observed what it's been. What 24 hours of this whole saga? Well, it's really only been about 24 hours. Um, yeah. Are you concerned? Do you think this can have lingering effects on him? Or do you think in a couple weeks, a month, we're going to laugh about this? So in the short term, no. I think the Warriors will come out. They have a pretty favorable schedule. They'll win, early schedule at least. They'll win. They'll win a lot. And they'll get through this. Winning cures all, at least short-term issues. I do think this could have some lingering effects as it pertains to Draymond's future with the team. I do. Um, Look, I don't know if you guys have ever been a manager before, but you guys have worked. You guys have worked for people. No one wants to manage someone who makes their life harder. Just no one. Through any business, it is foolproof. If you're constantly. That's a that's a a factual statement. And yeah, yeah, it's like he's always kind of like, but he's really good, you know, and it's going to get to that point where it's like, is it worth it anymore? And, you know, he's coming up. He has his option. He's probably going to pick it up. But the Warriors are still going to have some choices to make. They were going to have choices to make regardless. And now they still have choices to make. And just this just happened. It's just another little 
bullet in the barrel where it's just like, do we move on? Is there someone out there who we could replace what Draymond does? Does Jonathan Kaminga step up? I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Sure. But I do think it could cause some lingering effects for Draymond's long-term future with this organization. For me, I, I, I want to see where the contracts end when. Um, so obviously they, they can negotiate up until the regular season starts. So we got what? Uh, 12 days. 12 days. And then either, you know, pool signs an early extension or he doesn't. Um, I want to see where all that lands before I, I make kind of an opinion on if it's going to linger. Because I feel like if pool, if pool signs and maybe Draymond doesn't, it's a question about Draymond more than anything. If they both don't sign, I'm. Um, I could just see it it rearing its head more than once this season, where they're both kind of playing, uh, playing with prove it seasons, right. uh, and there's a little like you know disease in me, and yeah, I don't know. The, war- the Warriors can't allow that. To- I think the Warriors have to get that extension done. I, I think I, Poole's extension will get done. I think it uh, has from to what be. I've been told, the contract conversations between pools agents and bob myers are going well and they're optimistic it'll get done by that deadline so i think pool is going to be secured sooner rather than later and then i think wiggins is going to be their next priority i think i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say raymond was always their third i do think you think wiggins before the season i mean i mean obviously but like you think that because I do think I I'm with you. I I think I agree. It, it, at this point, it feels like Paul is, is going to get done. 131 at the minimum. Yeah, <laughs> more uh, than hero. But Wiggins, it feels like is. I don't know if Wiggins' deal is going to get done before the year, uh, but I do think they're inspired to get a deal done for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, and I think Poole and Wiggins have always been their priorities, and what happened yesterday doesn't isn't going to change their mind on that. It's exactly. not helping Draymond. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly um, not. In an ideal world, they wanted to bring everyone back, obviously. But mm-hmm. it's just who knows if that's going to be possible. Some people might have to take pay cuts. Some people might have to swallow their ego. I'm not sure if anyone involved is willing to do that. It seems like the likely character who would maybe do that is Andrew Wiggins. Uh, but right. who knows? And that's why I said the long-term prospects of Draymond uh, with the Warriors got a little shakier, in my opinion, after what happened yesterday. Well, and that's the interesting part because everyone kind of is operating like Draymond's a free agent at the end of the year, but he is an option next year. Mm-hmm. And his option is let's just honestly well above what he's probably going to get on the free agency market. It's 27. Um and so I think because of that, the Warriors are probably operating with like, look, Wiggins can actually walk at the end of the year. We're not convinced Draymond is. So that's that's another factor into it on top of the age. And, um, you, know, you know, maybe in their mind, they're thinking, you know, Wiggins got another four or five good years in him. Draymond maybe has two, you know. Right. Um, so I, I think I think all that plays into it. It's I, I keep coming back to um, you can make all those cases, but they don't have anyone who can anchor a defense and Draymond's until they, until, you know, until Wiseman, uh, you know, takes 80 steps. It's going to be loony. It's going to be loony. Just loony. Can you just, can you, 48 48 minutes of loony? Yeah. That's, that's a lot of, 
It's a lot. Well, my my thing too with Draymond is also you might have cost yourself money in free agency if you're you're not going to go back to the Warriors. Like you think you think another team's looking at you and saying, yeah, we want this guy. You think Detroit Pistons or Detroit's got uh, Jaden Ivey and and Kate Cunningham, and maybe they end up getting Victor because I'm sure they'll be terrible again. Uh, And you think they're going to be good? Uh, But you think they're going to sit there and they're going to be like, let's get Draymond. He he's gonna be great with some young guys like he was with Jordan Poole. I I don't know. I just what a what a what a bad move. I wow. know Draymond is from there, but I honestly wouldn't even see him going there at this point of his career. He's not the type. He needs to go somewhere ready made to win. LA. He's not the type. He he even said it himself recently on the show to shop. He's like, it's hard for me to get up in certain situations. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's talk to the other vet we haven't talked about before we get out of here. Uh, we were actually going to do a show yesterday, and this is going to be a topic, but uh, but uh, Draymond uh, took the A, B, C, and D block. So uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is uh, Clay Thompson, not playing on Sunday, didn't play in Japan. The way Steve Kerr talks about him, I'm not convinced he's playing the season opener. Um. Are you worried about this? Because the Warriors, at this point, I don't read too much into them being tight-lipped on medical because that's just the the thing under Celebrini. Like, they really don't disclose shit to anyone, you know? Like, they're, they're like, obtuse. Like, sometimes right. that obtuseness just means, like, he needs an extra week, and sometimes it's like a Wiseman situation where it's, like, way longer, and there's no tell one way or another. Um, but with Clay, what, what are your thoughts on that whole situation? Honestly, I think Clay is fine. I just think they're being safe. Uh, I've watched Clay do one-on-ones after practice for like 10, 15 minutes where they're going at each other really hard. Like he's making every move. He's going at people. I guess it's just this mental block he has uh, with scrimmaging because he said he barely scrimmaged all summer. And Steve has been consistent with this. If if you don't scrimmage on the the previous scrimmage before the game, they aren't comfortable playing you. It doesn't matter who you are. And it's especially with Clay giving his history with injuries. Sure. I think it's more just like, yo, he has to get out there and, and, and play in these scrimmages and and then he'll be ready to go. I, I just think that's so wild because like so um, weird. I, I would so totally weird. have bought that before he made his comeback. Um but the dude led the team in minutes in the NBA finals. Yeah. So like a mental block, like you literally did the, the hardest thing in basketball, which is contribute at the highest level, like to have a mental block with scrimmaging before you have to, you know, deal with Rue Hachimura. Like, I, I don't right. know. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing though. Like if he is in fact hurt and there's something that we don't know, he wouldn't be doing those one-on-ones like where he's right. free range. just like roll the ball out, going at Jordan pool, going at, at one point him and Mac McClung kept going back and forth at each other. It's like, it's been some my healthy, guy. it's been some healthy. Yeah. RIP Mac. Not, not my some, guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been some healthy competition. Yeah. And uh, so that's why it's so weird. Cause it's like, can't be hurt because they would not let him do that. Right. If he, if he was hurt, he wouldn't be doing like his workouts would be legitimately limited. Right. So, so it, yeah, it, well, it, 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 yeah, that always I'm, I'm with you where it's I, I feel like it's one of those things where you remember he was annoyed because he couldn't come back earlier than he than he did. I think most of the players on the team are annoyed because they can't come back earlier than they feel like. But I think for the Warriors, it all works out well. 
Right. Steph didn't come back when he could have GP two probably could have played earlier than he did in the postseason, Right. So, um, that that's what you would think. I think, I think probably if he doesn't play in the regular season or ring night, that'd probably be a concern. That'd probably be a little weird, but I mean, like I Sam if said, it gets, yeah. if it gets to that point, then I think there will actually be some harder questions that he has to, that he has to answer in terms of uh, Steve Kerr. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right now it's just like, Oh yeah. He's just taking they're They're, they're easing into it. It's fine. Yep. You know, given his history, we're all, we're all cool with that. Give Jordan um, pull the spot. Give Jordan pull the spot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Jason. We appreciate you hopping on. Of course, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.